Hello everyone, welcome back to the All Good Juju podcast. I am recording again outside on my screen porch. It is post-warm summer rain and it smells like Michigan out here. And if you're from Michigan, you know what I'm talking about. It has this very distinct after rain smell. I don't know if it's like somehow some of the Lake Michigan just kind of like pours down on us. I don't know how that all works, but it ends up smelling just like it. And it's refreshing and the air is kind of has this heaviness, but it doesn't it's not hard to breathe. It's kind of a like a sigh of relief in the air. It's wonderful. But I wanted to come on here today and talk about creativity and the creative process, my creative process, and what to do to stay in your creative magic when you just aren't feeling creative at all. And the questions have come to me in my um, Instagram DMs and my messages over the last couple weeks since I've been talking more about creativity and creative magic um, with the journaling exercises that I've been doing in the Your Daily Vibe journal. If you didn't know, I do have a 90-day energy journal available right now. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble's online, Target.com, and Walmart.com. Pretty much anywhere online books are sold. It's called Your Daily Vibe. And one of the prompts is a creative magic prompt. And for me, I've mentioned this in an, in an earlier episode, but I'll say it again. When I'm not in my creative magic, when I am not utilizing my creativity, I notice my mood is off. I am likely to feel more depressed, more anxious, more upset, just off. My energy is way higher in every sense of the word when I am staying in my creative magic. And creative magic, creativity looks different for everyone. For some people, it's painting or interior decor or singing, dancing. For me, a lot of the times it's writing, but sometimes I like to design like book covers and I designed all of the books that I've written so far of the cover designs and the inside design. I find it really therapeutic and fun. I, I don't claim to be a graphic designer or anything like that. I just, I, I have like a creative vision and I just kind of play around and I let myself be creative. And if it turns out great, if not, I enjoy that process and I enjoy just the art of it. So someone reached out to me and asked, what do you do when you can't figure out what to do with your creativity when you just aren't feeling creative? And I'll tell you, there are days I don't feel like writing at all. There are days where I don't want to do any type of design work or anything in the traditional sense of creativity. I don't want to draw. I'm not really a big drawer or painter or anything like that. But there are days that I just simply can't find it in me to create anything at all. And on those days, I remind myself and I reminded this person that you are always creating. 
whether you think you are or not, anytime you visualize, anytime you meditate, you are using your creative magic. You are visualizing, you are manifesting. Whenever you are feeling something, you are creating. And when I find myself not tradi- not traditionally creative or inspired in that way, I meditate or I visualize or I journal things that I would like to do creatively or just in general. Because when I journal, I'm creating my reality. When I visualize, I'm creating my reality. And it definitely helps. Because creativity is a muscle that likes to be flexed. It wants to be worked out every day. And even on the days where you're like, there's just no way I can be creative today. My kids didn't sleep. I'm exhausted. There's, I just don't have it in me. I'm not in the mood. I'm actually in a bad mood, so I don't want to go draw pictures of flowers for an hour today, or I don't want to write about this character. You know, that happens. And to that, I say honor it. Sometimes you have to show up, honor it, but also understand this. Sometimes you still have to show up for your creativity, even if you don't want to. And you have to, especially when it's something that you're really passionate about. Like for me with writing, I like this morning I was working on the Hippie Eats Cookbook 2 and some of it is just exhausting, you know, going line by line and typing up every little recipe. And there are some days where creating is just straight up hard work and it's an art form that you have to show up for even when you're not in the mood. Like you won't always be inspired. It won't always be a beautiful rainy morning where you can sip coffee and create. It's not always going to be pleasant. But you still should show up for it, at least make an effort for it. So that first and foremost, I will say, try to at least make an effort to show up for it even if you're not in the mood. Because it's kind of like working out. You won't always be in the mood but after you do it, you'll always feel better. Like you'll always, you'll always feel better. You won't regret it. There's never like a workout that people regret. It's the same when you are flexing your creative muscles. You won't regret being creative. You won't regret, oh, I'm so, I, I wasted this amount of time in my creative magic today. Or I wasted 30 minutes painting a picture of flowers that brought me joy, but what a waste. So, and it, and it will bring you joy when you start showing up for your creative self. It will become a muscle that really likes to be flexed. It'll get stronger and stronger and better and better. And it'll just be become easier too the more you show up. So I will say that. But I'll also say rest when you need to. So make sure you're showing up. A lot of the times when you want to give up, but also honor that it's just not today. It's just not for today. And that's okay. I honor that I need a rest because sometimes just like with working out, you can work out too much. You can flex your creative muscles too much. You can cause burnout. You can get fatigued. You can get tired. And listen to that. Like find those little cues inside that say, 
my head hurts or something just feels off or I'm tired in another way. Like I'm spiritually drained today or I'm emotionally not there. And you'll be able to connect yourselves by tuning into your body and seeing how you really feel rather than just saying like, "Mm, I'm not 100% inspired today and I know this is going to take a lot of work. I have to get all my paintbrushes out and I got to lay out the paper and then I got to put it up. And that's, it's totally different. Um, You'll know, you'll know just by how you feel. It's like, here's an example. I feel like if we're relating it back to working out, it's like when you go to the gym or when you had plans to go to the gym on a certain day, but you're like, "Mm, my muscles kind of feel a little tired and I got that little tickle in my throat. I don't know. I don't know if I'm getting sick or what is it? I mean, maybe, but should I still go work out anyway? Will I regret it? In that case, yeah, you probably would regret it because your body was asking for rest and you kept going. So look at it that way too with your creativity. Like, is your mind really asking for rest? Have you been really working hard creatively or in any other way that pushing yourself to create something else would just bring you to total exhaustion? And I see this a lot with some of my friends who are graphic designers or just artists in general, and they'll work, 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 work when their body's like, hey girl, can you just like take a nap for a sec or just like slow down take a day off because you know they'll get like migraines or something that'll eventually put them down it's like okay well we gave you all these little clues for you to take a rest for you to not create today and you ignored it so we're gonna give you like on the migraine of a century so you can actually lay down and rest so you can actually take a break because I feel like the universe does that sometimes I feel like sometimes the universe will make it so you have to rest and I see this when my husband he's a workaholic he works 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 and nonstop outside in the garden doing all these things and then he'll you know go like sprint in the backyard or do all these crazy push-ups I'm like can you ever just rest have you there's a little hammock over there go rest And then the next day he'll have poison ivy and he can't do anything. It's like, see, you're supposed to listen. You're supposed to rest. So I feel like sometimes the universe will give us like a cold or a bug or a headache or something when we've really just pushed ourselves too far. And it's like, all right, well, now you have to rest. And I think it's better to try to to find the subtle cues first, knowing when to rest And then knowing that a lot of the times, right, like you won't always feel like it, but you'll know that there's a difference between my body needs rest or I just don't want to show up for this today because X, Y, Z, you know, I don't want to have to wake up one hour early or I don't want to have to, you know, whatever it is that feels like an excuse rather than like an internal intuitive knowing that like, hmm, you know. So that's one thing. I got to ask that. What do I do when I don't feel up to creative magic? The other question I got was, what is your creative process like? And I want to go back. Yes, it says, what is your creative process like beforehand to get your mind right? This was a comment on a post I just posted on Instagram about creativity and how writing my fiction novel brought me to a place of healing and how trusting my creative magic, trusting my creativity brought me to 
ultimately the best, most healed version of myself to date. And I got the question about process and it had me thinking, like, what is my process? What do I do to get my mind right? And I'll say it's different every day. Um, And it depends on the project, right? Like, you know, so far I have created poetry books and I've written a fiction novel and the cookbooks are totally different. So I will say depending on the creative project, uh, the process can look a lot different. And of course, you know, with the cookbooks, there's like artwork and design work more than just the cover. There's a lot of internal artwork, which could, for me can be really healing and therapeutic on the days that I feel that that's what I need to be working on in those areas of creative magic. But it it's different for when you're just writing like, say, a fictional book with characters, etc. If it's something like that, let's let's go back to the fiction novel that I wrote. My process was starting to write, like just go, just, you know, once upon a time, if you have to, like just get a sentence down and then whatever comes in your head, get it out as fast as you can. And don't edit as you go, edit later. So do your first draft horrible. Do one really horrible first draft. And I'm talking, you see the little red squiggly under like, every other word because you're typing so fast you don't care that you spelled there or you used the wrong there like t-h-i-r or t-h-e-r you're not focused on those little things you're just going to catch those later or whatever it is you missed the e on the word before you know you can catch those later don't my process and my advice especially if right and when writing a book don't stop yourself while you're in creative flow. Go back and fix it later. Let yourself be in creative flow. Let yourself connect because at that moment you're connecting with source energy. You're connecting with the universal power. You're connecting with God. You are divinely channeling an energy outside of you. I believe when you are in your creative magic, let that flow. So start writing, start going, and then stop after, you know, make a goal. And I always have a goal. So it's like today I will write 500 words. Tomorrow I will write, you know, whatever, either words or pages. I want to meet my 10 page goal for the week. And I guess that's also a part of my process is outside of, you know, being in your creative flow state and not stopping and editing later, I would say an outline helps and definitely a goal helps. So with all creative magic and all creative projects I've worked on, I always have a goal in mind. And especially having a lot of like writing intensive jobs and deadlines, like I'm very deadline driven. That's kind of like my expertise, I guess. That's what I've learned. That's what I know. Um, Having written for like my college newspaper and in high school newspaper, even why I'm just so trained of having a deadline. So I give myself deadlines and I set goals, very small goals. So I'll say with the cookbook, my goal, and I know when the end date is, I know we want to publish it by November. I'll say, okay, I want to get at least 10 recipes in per week 
for the next blank amount of weeks. That's my goal. I have to get 10 recipes in. So I'll look at my week and I'll say, wow, okay, this day we're going, you know, swimming with the family. The next day we have a barbecue or a birthday. And then these three days, I know for sure that I can at least get a couple a day. So 10 sounds like a lot in one big dose, right? One large chunk. But when you say it over a span of a week, it's like, okay, well, I just need to do a couple here and there. I just pick one day and I crank out, you know, plugging in 10 recipes, but I have to make sure I hit my goal of 10 recipes in per week. And it's the same with like a fiction novel, you know, it's 40 to 60,000 words when you break it down an entire novel. So if you really want to write a book, say even in a year, you have 40 to 60,000 words that you need to get down. Break it down week by week. If you do 500 a day or whatever, you, you'll finish a novel in less than a year, at least the first draft, right? So my process is setting goals, have goals, and hold yourself accountable and keep showing up for them. Because it is work. Creativity is such a blessing. It's a beautiful thing to tap into and you end up, you know, literally creating something that never existed before. You give birth to ideas or art or products or services or things simply by creating and it's such a magical process. And sometimes, yeah, you can definitely overthink it and you can say, oh, well, You know, my process is waking up at 6 a.m. and I have to have my coffee black and I have to eat two strawberries. I mean, it doesn't have to be like so crazy. It really doesn't have to be so rigid. You just have to have a plan and you have to hold yourself accountable. You have to show up for it. And even on the days you're just like, ugh, you know, I didn't really get the best sleep last night, but I know I need to meet my 10 pages for the week. Or I know I need to at least get my outline done for this drawing. Or I know I need to at least edit these photos that need editing for this bridal party photo shoot that I did or whatever. Um, You know, that's what you have to do. And I'm trying to think what else I do for like my process. I guess after that, it's like the refining process. Like after you let it flow, you know, and have a goal and a plan, I refine from there. I get the first draft done of anything that I do. And I take a step back and I look at it and I just, I I stand in awe of all the things that I create. And I think that for me, that's part of my process is to always be in awe of the process and show respect to the process and respect yourself as a creator, but respect the piece of art that you created. So I, I have a goal in mind. I show up for it. I don't stop myself because of mistakes or errors. I keep going, kind of like my last um, podcast episode called Done is Better Than Perfect. Done is better than perfect. I get it done. And I step back and I admire it. And I stand in awe of myself as a creator and the piece that I created. And then I go in in gratitude and I refine. I refine, I revise, I rewrite, I edit. 
and I perfect. And it's much like if you were, you know, chiseling a masterpiece. You create this thing and you kind of go in and you chisel away at the nose and you chisel away and then you detail things. Or if you're painting something, you begin detailing and really getting the trees glistening with a little rain just right in your painting. So I go in and I refine and then I do it again and again and again. And I know I say done is better than perfect, but you do have to put out, if you're selling something especially, you do have to make sure it's, you know, of value and there's not a ton of typos or, you know, things are off centered or just straight up, you know, wrong. You do have to make sure that it's done right and right is subjective, but you'll know if it's done correctly and then you're done and then you stand in awe again. And I feel like I'm always in awe of the process. I'm always in awe of the process before, during, and after. And I don't know if that is part of my, I feel like that is part of my process. If I'm thinking truly of like how I view each project, I, I always stand in awe of it and I show respect and yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a really essential part of the process. But it isn't as hard. I mean, it is and it isn't as hard as as it seems. Um, I remember my last job I had, my boss would always tell me, like, you are so right-brained, you are so creative, you are this is like your strength and you have these visions for things and you know your writing is so beautiful and everything and then I would be kind of cut down for it a little bit too and then at the same time you're too creative you need to be balanced out and we really want you to have these xyz skills with excel spreadsheets and all these other things and it was almost like trying to fit me in a box that just I couldn't fit in. You can't fit like a square peg in a triangle peg. Like you just, I, I wasn't fitting in a certain box. So a creativity is a wonderful thing. And I think if I had another part of the process or just a part of creative culture in general is just try to find someone who believes in you and encourages you and is like your hype girl or hype guy like someone who doesn't cut you down for your creative self or the things that you do that bring you joy or that feel like creative magic try to keep a team try to keep a squad or just a friend or someone who is encouraging and can be there for you so you can even just share your drafts with like there are so many friends that I'm like hey what do you think of this cover photo for this or what do you think of this that I just wrote or whatever I think it's really important to like build and foster some sort of creative community and that community could literally just be you and a friend or a coworker or colleague or whatever but I think it's really important to have someone that you can kind of you know creatively about creativity why can I speak creatively? There we go. (laughs) Bounce your ideas back and forth or just share. I think art wants to be shared. I think any, any type of creative magic ultimately wants out and, and it wants to be shared because 
I think that's what energy does. It just wants to kind of vibrate back and forth and it doesn't want to stand still. You know, energy doesn't stand still. And it's the same when when you create something, it doesn't want to stand still. It wants to be sold. It wants to be born. It wants to be, you know, out there and it wants to, it wants movement. So, you know, even getting movement before you actually sell a tangible product, right? Like either you just share a photo on Instagram or you show your best friend or you show your grandma or you show your mom, like move around your creative energy and start sharing it with people. One, you'll inspire people to do the same. And two, that's just what it wants. It wants to be moved around. It wants that. I read a book um, called Big Magic. It's by Elizabeth Gilbert. I recommend anyone who has, you know, any bit of creative bone in their body, which we all do, right, to read this book because the way she describes creativity is so interesting and I love it. And she describes creativity as a little elf. (laughs) It's kind of funny. That comes to you with an idea. And the elf picked you first. And it wants you to bring this idea to life. And it's funny, she shares a story of her and her friend. And they wrote essentially, without even knowing, they wrote essentially the same book. The same novel about, I think it was like gardening or something. Like the fiction novel had like this whole it was centered around gardening. I can't exactly remember, but there's a story where her and her friend essentially wrote like the same book and they had no idea until they were talking about like, oh, what's your latest work? Oh, well, I had started this, but I never finished it. And her friend was like, oh my God, that's crazy. I I just finished and I just turned it in, this novel of me writing about pretty much the same exact thing. And the way she described it was she didn't, she didn't take that idea and breathe enough life into it. So it chose someone else. And I think you can kind of notice that too, with like certain inventions, you probably have thought of something you're like, this would be really cool if this invented, or if this was invented to help this problem. And then like three years later, you're like, oh my God, that was my idea, you know? And I think it's not coincidence. And I mean, maybe it's silly to think of an actual elf, right? Like delivering these ideas and creative sparks, right? But maybe it's not. And maybe that is kind of how creative creativity works minus the elf, or maybe there really is an elf. Who cares? (laughs) The point is creativity and ideas and, and things will, I do believe will find you. And it's like the same thing with my fiction novel. That story found me. I was watching the Chelsea Handler show one night. This is pre-babies, so I had all the time in the world to just stay up late and watch trash TV. And I was watching the show, and it was the episode where she is doing, Chelsea Handler is doing psychedelics. And I go to, or the, the scene is she is, she tries all these psychedelics, then she goes and does ayahuasca. And... They show everything leading up to it. They show why she's there, which is for all this emotional trauma and addiction, etc. And then they don't show the ceremony because, but they do show like a little thing that like pops up and that says we couldn't show because the nature of it. And it's so deeply emotional that she asked not to share her experience. So 
I went to bed and the next morning I was like, that was the most mind-blowing thing I had seen. I wanted to know all about ayahuasca. I wanted to know all about psychedelics. I was so intrigued. And I started finding YouTube videos and I started just looking up all this stuff before I went to work that morning. And then I went to work and I was like, wow, this is fascinating. And I kind of went down a rabbit hole and I became a little bit obsessed with just learning about psychedelics. What are they? What do they do? Can they really help people? Is it really plant medicine? Can it really make, you know, make a person healed? I was fascinated. So I started writing the next day at my desk on my lunch break. I started writing the novel that I'm going to publish soon. And I breathed life into it. And the idea found me the night before and I just started going. I just started writing. And like I've said in previous episodes, my first draft was awful. And so many red squigglies, so many misspelled words, so many horrible things, just horrible plots and plot holes and everything like just terrible stuff but I went back in my process and I refined and I re-edited it and then I took workshops and I got better at the craft and I committed to myself in my you know personal development and I invested in myself and I invested in my art and I invested in the creative process and I kept showing up after draft after draft after draft to finally be able to stand back in awe of something in all this book that I've created and I just got done with the cover design and it looks beautiful the artist who drew a piece on it I'm like oh my gosh I want to get that as a tattoo it's absolutely stunning like and I'm able to stand back at this piece of art that took me seven years to create right because my process felt like it was never-ending and sometimes when you're creating something that's much bigger than yourself and creating something that for me is the biggest dream and the biggest goal I've ever had was to write and publish a novel. That was it. That's, that's the number one dream, okay? To be able to stand back. And when I actually hold it in my hands, I'm going to drop to my knees and I'm going to sob like a baby because I've been waiting for this moment. I'm like getting emotional. I've been waiting for this moment since I was like, a seven-year-old girl like and I knew that's what I wanted to do and when I hold it in my hands and I stand back in awe and respect for the art and respect for myself as the creator that's when it all makes sense that's when the showing up when you're tired makes sense and knowing like yes you do have to rest like in in being grateful like I'm so glad I didn't rush that ending because I had the flu. I'm glad I gave myself a rest and came back to it. Like you'll just know and you'll you'll be able to honor that and respect that part of your process too. You'll respect even for me I I look back and I'm like I'm really grateful I took that trip up north because I didn't want to take it. I wanted to keep working and working, but because I took it I was able to write this scene about this this waterfall scene in the book so well because I had I'd went out and I I saw a waterfall and I saw you know things in nature that helped like rejuvenate my creative juices like got me flowing again so those breaks are also just so helpful too when you know you need them that rest as a part of the process to help you recharge so that you can be full you can go full blast creative magic mode when you're 
when you begin again. So I know this is like, I'm looking down. This is like a really long episode, but I'm really passionate about creativity, you guys. Something that I didn't think I would be a spokesperson for. I just thought I would be someone who would do it, but I've seen how it's changed my life and in so many, so many magical ways that I I want everyone I know to, to experience this level of freedom, like spirit freedom, even like financial freedom when you start to become rewarded for your creativity, whether that's a product or a service or just something, or even rewarded freedom wise, not necessarily like time and money, but like that soul freedom. Like I'm free to express myself now. I am free to let myself create without fear of doing it wrong or doing it terribly or doing a bad job or doing it and everyone hating it. Like I'm able to create without fear. I'm able to step and stand in my creative magic without fear anymore. And that is a certain type of freedom too. And I think that's a part of life that I, I wish everyone could like embrace and that I've learned to embrace and that has changed my life in so many ways because as I mentioned in the Daily Vibe Journal, your creative magic helps with everything else. So it is much like when you're working out. It's like when you work out, you have more energy. So then maybe you like want to eat better. Everything just kind of, it's like a snowball effect. Once you like harness in on this energy and you master it and it starts to feed other really good vibrations, like then you want to eat well because you feel well and then you want to keep feeling well so then you keep eating well and then you keep moving your body as medicine and because movement is medicine and you just start finding all of these things are actually medicine like the medicine is within us and we are so powerful but we don't acknowledge it and we don't allow ourselves to heal with our our intrinsic natural medicines and creativity is medicine movement is medicine food and plants nature is medicine so when when you start just shining a spotlight on one area and then you sh- and you're able to shine it again in another so you know starting with creativity and then going with movement and then going with food and the vibrations of our foods that we eat and the beverages that we drink and water And you really start to feel optimal. You start to feel free. You start to feel energetic. You start to feel alive. And if there's anything I want for anyone in the world, it's all of those things. I want you to be healthy. I want you to be happy. I want you to feel free. I want you to feel so free to be you without fear. I want you to feel so full of energy that you feel like you're on another planet each and every day. That's what I want. So if I can do what, I, what I'm put on this earth to do, to speak and serve as a, a vessel, to be a creativity spokesperson, and I will do just that. So today I hope that you feel inspired. I hope that you feel a kick in the pants to go and create something, even if you feel a little ho-hum, but you know that it's not your body that needs rest It's just maybe exhausting or maybe 
you're afraid, or maybe it feels more like an excuse than an actual excuse, right? Like having a cold and not going to the gym is an actual good excuse. And a bad excuse would be, I just don't feel like it because... I I want to go eat pizza and watch Mean Girls. Or so. <laughs> I don't know why that popped in my head, but whatever. Like, You'll know the difference. You'll know the difference. You can feel the differences within your body. And I, I want you to do one thing creative every day. Every single day, try. It doesn't have to be long. And even if the most creative thing you do is to sit down and visualize your reality Think of your highest self, think of the life you want, think of your dream car, think of your dream house, think of, and your dream house could be a tent in the woods, who cares? Think of the life you really want, and if it's the life you currently have, sit there in gratitude for it, and keep creating with your mind every day. Create radiant health, create time freedom, financial freedom, whatever it is with your mind's eye because the saying goes if you can see it in your mind you will hold it in your hands because we are creators each and every one of us is creative we are always creating always creating and I feel specifically women because we are physically programmed and built and born to create lives and whether we decide to or not I'm not saying like you're a woman, you should be a mother. No, I'm saying we just harness that energy. We harness that energy deep in our bodies and our spirits that we are literal life forces. And I think that we have the creative call at a a more optimal, just much larger level than anyone else. So I encourage women especially to step into their creative magic without fear and and live freely and let that snowball effect happen to you and show up for it so it continues to happen because creativity is a muscle that likes to be flexed but you got to go to the gym you got to you know not literally because of covid but like you know you got to show up for it and you won't regret it All right, my friends, that is my message of the day. I am so grateful you guys are here with me along on this journey together. This is not just me, you know, speaking from a higher than thou place. We are equals here. We are doing the same work together. And I want you to know that like we are friends throughout this journey. We are we are one. We are united with one common goal. So connect with me if you'd like on Instagram at Brittany Basinski to bring me into your creative magic, spirit tribe, whatever you want to call it. I'm, I'm a part of your community. If you don't have anyone to bounce your ideas off of or you don't have anyone who you, want, you feel safe enough to show your creative work to because I know it's such a vulnerable space. It took me forever to let anyone read the beta copy of my novel because I was it's the most vulnerable thing I've ever created because it's the one thing I I wanted to do with my life and more than anything I wanted to be good at it and I wanted people to read it and be like wow you know it's a very vulnerable 
creating art especially um, or even like products or services and creating anything is extremely vulnerable. It's a vulnerable process and it's a lonely process because you're doing it alone typically unless you're doing some other kind of art and it's together with someone else. It, it tends to be a lonely and vulnerable process and I want you to know that you are not alone and you can reach out to me at any point in time to just talk or show me your drawings or you know anything. We can create a group on Facebook. You can DM me if that sounds good to you. We can just start a whole group and where we share our creative magic with each other. We share good energy with each other. We share the things we're dealing with and we can really start snowballing into each other and I think that you know if if that's helpful let me know so I'm going to end here and again hopefully this inspired you to step into your creative magic without fear and allow yourself to to live in that freedom all right you guys have a blessed and beautiful day until next time Thank you for showing up today. I appreciate you being here in this space with me. If you are into this episode or you really dig the podcast, I would be so grateful for your five-star review on here, as well as sharing this episode or podcast with your crew. If it resonates at all, that would mean the world to me. Also, here is an invitation to hang out with me on Instagram at Brittany Basinski. You can chat with me here anytime. I would love to connect with you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here. Until next time.